We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad time with enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Wow, you, we're going to have you do the voiceovers. That was I awesome. <laughs> so that voice you just heard was John Tuvey seated to my right. Jay Clemens is seated to my left. I assume you guys are doing well. Jay? Yes, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm getting a haircut today. I've nice. gotten my haircut once since Memorial Day. So I, I feel like I... People that don't see me every day, I feel like I'm Richard Marks in some 1989 video right now with my hair. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> nice, nice. I try and get mine cut like once every two weeks, and uh, I'm overdue. I'm feeling fuzzy. Oh, I, I shave mine once a once a week. Do you guys, do you guys have a barber? Or do you like some some people have their wives cut it, or you know, uh, I I like a barber. You know, man, woman, just like a, I want the same person cutting in my hair every single time. If I, you know, if I find, once I find a city, I find that barber until they die. We're running a contest later this year to shave Fish's head. Everybody enters in and uh, the winner, Somebody if you, if you beat be Fish, fun. you get to, <laughs> <That>. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly you didn't seem as excited about their <laughs> prospect. It feels like this is the second week in a row that uh, hair treatment or whatever has come up. That's uh, crazy. But speaking of contests, we have lots of contests on wow, Fanball. Nice you can uh, go to fanball.com backslash charge and play against charge. It used to be a free roll. Now it's $5. There's going to be a lot of overlay in this one, it looks like. And I believe the the pot is $2,000 on that one this week. I thought it was more than that. I don't have that it in might front be of more. me. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the junkie theory of marketing. Yes, <laughs> hook, hook you up for three, and then uh, you yeah. know, now now we're going to ask you for a little something for the effort. But I, I charge. Uh, I think charge had his good week last yep. week. He beat everybody except two people. Right. Um, I think this is your chance. I, I think this is a great opportunity to get in and, and take your shot. If you do beat charge, you get a ticket to that final. I believe it's week seventeen uh, with a giant pot. <laughs> so uh, there's also my contest. Fanball.com backslash SFB. And if, if that isn't working, it wasn't working the other day, just go to the lobby. It's in there. Uh, $5 contest, $2,000 pot. You get an SFB entry into my tournament with all f- just fantasy experts from all over the fantasy industry. The and link is working correctly because it is the featured uh, number one contest in the, in the article, the starter set article that I just posted. So, oh, uh, nice. There you go. Nice. And Good you also know. get a ticket to shave, shave Fish's head. Uh, wait, let's let's. I not get go to that choose far. the razor. Oh boy, oh boy. Or maybe a machete. <laughs> I think a machete would be fun. That would be kind of cool to shave your head with a. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. There's no liability. I, my, uh, the lawyers would love us for that. No insurance issues there. All right. Well, you came here to listen to some values for this weekend. Uh, let's bring them to you. Let's start with quarterbacks. John, who's your guy? I'll talk about a guy with great hair. Carson Palmer's looked great for years, <laughs> even in his uh, advancing age. Uh, and when uh, David Johnson went down with the busted wrist, this offense became all Carson Palmer. Uh, through three games, he was uh, second only to Aaron Rodgers in attempts, 
132 attempts. He's averaging 308 yards a contest. He's still sitting there with a, a price tag of $6,200. Now they get the Niners, who have a pretty decent run defense, and Arizona does not even bother to run the ball at this point with their three-headed backfield monster. So I think it's Bruce Arians dialing up his aging quarterback for another 40-plus throws against a secondary that's giving up two passing scores per game. I like the matchups across the board on the on the Cardinals' side of the ledger, and uh, I think Carson Palmer's at the helm. Yeah, I, this is definitely one of those weeks where I'm not paying up for a quarterback. That You should go value because there are a lot of really, really good ones, like Palmer and like Jay's guy. Well, first of all, if you want to go high, go with Drew Brees. Okay, but in that same game, I have Jay Cutler as my number five quarterback for the week. He's coming at value, I believe, $6,100. Yes, correct. Uh, number five for the week based on three factors, okay? The Saints currently rank 30th against the pass and points allowed. That's not uh, good, I think. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry has already been targeted 26 times in two weeks. And keep in mind that last week against the Jets, a dog game, there were three Dolphins that were targeted double-digit times, uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Devontae Parker, and Kenny Stills. And then you factor in this. This has been my favorite stat all week. Even Charch loved it. Of the last 12 London ga- of the last 12 NFL games played at London's Wembley Stadium, including last week, we've had a cumulative average, scoring average, of 51.7 points in those 12 games. And the last five have produced at least 50 points cumulatively. Unreal. So you, I, I checked the weather. It's supposed to be halfway decent, just like it was last week. Uh, Saints-Dolphins hopefully will be the highest scoring game of the week, so why not go Cutler? Do you I think would like the, that. Do you think the issue is that the defense gets checked at customs? I mean, the Saints for the Saints, it's like a carry-on anyway. They don't really bother with the defense. <laughs> I or, don't know. Are they on the other side of the field because the driving thing confuses Maybe it's them? just Wembley. Have you checked out the Twickenham stats? Oh. I, I wonder what that is. No, no, <laughs> actually – I. Looked at Twickenham. Oh, wow. They're decent, but we're talking like in the 40s. Like, oh, okay. when you, like, let's be honest. If the numbers were in the 40s, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't even right. posted it. Right, the 50s. And, they were, yeah. and if they were the 30s, then that's something you would note too. Right. Um, when they first started doing the London thing 15 years ago, remember the grass was really high. The weather was really bad. The players weren't really happy with going there. We're, we're now everyone has pretty much a rhythm of how they do it. Teams know how to do it. Uh, it's great. So Cutler's perfect. Yeah, that's I, I like that call. I hope that is high scoring just for uh you know, my man crush J is it's his homecoming game. So that'll that'll that's be another thing. I'm yes. waiting until they play a game at Stonehenge. Then I'm on board. <laughs> that You're would be play is Stonehenge. Is it large enough in the middle there for Well, oh. Stonehenge is only like eleven inches tall. No, I but there is that. plenty of room around <laughs> Stonehenge for, for I think a, they should yeah. put yeah. Stonehenge in the middle of the field yeah. and play around it. That would be fun. Not going bloody that would get ratings. All right, so my guy is <laughs> is Minnesota Viking Case Keenum, 5,400. Last year, he torched with the Rams, of course. Torched Detroit for 321 yards, three touchdowns passing, one touchdown rushing. I'm starting to wonder if if this is a little more the weapons for the Vikings and Pat Shermer than it is the quarterback, although, you know, I I am a Bradford fan. Somehow, 2015 me is completely confused by this, but (laughs) uh, I, I am a Bradford fan now, but... I, I think Keenum can do it again against this defense. I I feel like I feel like it's it's in the cards. They have allowed over two hundred and thirty yards and at least one touchdown to all three quarterbacks this year. I think Keenum can easily hit that. So at fifty four hundred, he's the cheapest of our three value plays and he, he's one of the cheapest starting quarterbacks on fanball this week. And you have to I mean 
Delvin Cook's going to get his, but he's also going to get his through the air. I mean, yep. the Vikings are no longer the team that loads it up and runs 30 times a game, so that offense is going to run through Keenum. You hit it on the head. He's the lowest-priced starting quarterback, and from what we've seen from the Vikings, they can put up some points. So yep. you don't you don't need 303. If for 5,400, if you get yep. 250 and two, you're That's making money, and yeah. you and you. Sp- Bend up Spent elsewhere. Spent money elsewhere, yep. Uh, Every I'm, quarterback that has played the Lions in fanball scoring has scored 16 to 23 points this year. I'm curious to know where you guys have Delvin Cook in your regular rankings. Pretty Obviously. high. Okay, because I have Delvin Cook at number two. Like, I, I think that, that while I agree Keenum, uh, Keenum's a good pick for the week, I think this, this is tailor-made for Cook oh, to be just agree. an absolute beast. Game. Hopefully he'll get 60 yards receiving, and that'll add uh, Keenum's totals. Right. Yeah, that's why we're talking more like mid-200s and hopefully a couple scores. Mm-hmm. I'm not predicting like 330 and 4 or okay. whatever. Yeah, as good as Cook's year. been, he's only got the one touchdown, so the Vikings' touchdowns have come via Case Keenum. All right. Speaking of Cook, or more specifically just running backs, who's your running back, John? I'm going to Seattle in a game that we think will be similar in that I think Seattle's going to run all over Indy. Yes, um, and Carson's taking over that gig now. C.J. Procise is going to be out this week. Um, the Colts have uh, they've only allowed 61 rushing attempts this year. I think Seattle may approach that this game, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Carson <laughs> Carson could get two thirds of those. So um, as Jay pointed out in his uh, running back values article, uh, Seattle's a 13 point favorite. So game flow really suggests Seattle running heavily. He also noted that uh, Russell William, uh, Russell Wilson averages less than 250 yards passing and less than two touchdowns in games that uh, in the last three games where Seattle's won by two touchdowns. I think they win wow. by two touchdowns. I, I think that this is a heavy Carson game and, $5,600. Uh, I love that price tag for a guy I think is going to get 20-plus carries. I love it when people quote me. I feel like this Schwab, I need a feeling weird. You don't actually hear from me. You don't see me on camera, but people are referring to my stats. I like it. Yeah, that's nice. And at 5600 we, we talked about this this morning. I, I wonder how chalky he is going to be yep, because it that's, just that's it's such a glaring value at 5600 uh, I think the nice thing is, though, that Indy's stats – defensively don't look as good as, you know, the, the eye test that we've seen from watching the game. I don't think that run defense is as good as they've been because right. they've had some cream puff. That Arizona one. Soft opponents and, you know. I, I, yeah, the rushing stats especially. But, I mean, Duke Johnson had over 100 total yards in a score. Todd Gurley had 96 total yards in a score against them. But it, that's total yards. You just look at the rushing and you think, like you said, maybe that run defense is pretty good. But when in reality, they are scoring. So, all right, Jay, who's your running back? Well, it's more of a hunch than anything. It's uh, Bilal Powell. Uh, he is at 5,100 for the week. Uh, he could have gone in different directions, but uh, here's the deal. I wanted, with Matt Forte out, he's been ruled out officially. I know you like Elijah McGuire uh, as a backup. but it's Just the same. for really cheap. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just think uh, Powell, this is a good weekend for him. Jacksonville is in the bottom 10 in terms of rushing yards. And keep in mind, it all comes back to what Powell did last year when Forte was out of the picture for the final four games last week. Powell averaged 138 total yards and, what, 0.9 touchdowns. So I'm going on a leap of faith that the Jets cannot function and win without riding Powell heavily on, on Sunday. You know, you call it a hunch and you call it a leap of faith, but this is something that I've kind of had to adjust to because it's it's very big in the DFS community, which is a guy that has a down week that you know is talented and can do better. 
you hop on that the next week because his price has been driven down mm-hmm. by that. So what a great opportunity. You referenced some of the stats from, from last year and what Powell did when Forte was out of the lineup. Um, I don't think it's necessarily just a hunch or, or just uh, well, a feeling. I, I think there's a real opportunity for Powell. And I like the, the McGuire angle as well, especially at the price point. But that Jets team, you know, they're not as bad, maybe, as, as everybody thinks. I don't think they're a good I, football team, but I they're an NFL team, and it's an opportunity for, for Powell to get 20 touches and do something with it. Last week was a perfect storm situation where the Dolphins haven't been at home. They had to fly across country. Uh, the Jets are respectable at home, uh, defense-wise, and they, they brought their running game for a little bit. So I don't know if you can count on that every single week. That said, I, I think Powell's a good pick uh, in that realm. I will say this for Powell. The lead back against the Jaguars every game this year has had at least 80 total yards, and Powell is going to lead the ba- the backfield in touches. So that's, that's so there's the floor. The floor is 80 the at floor that is price. Probably 80, yep. and he's going to get a couple catches. So you're looking at a at a at a 5900 dollars price point. That's you know knowing your floor is probably eight to ten points, like your your floor. That's pretty decent. So did I already do John's running back? You did mine, and uh, we should have maybe jumped from mine to yours because you referenced uh, uh, one of your running back uh, as an opponent of the Colts already this year. Yeah, yeah, Duke Johnson. I I was terrible on that transition. Why didn't I see that? (laughs) I'm usually really good about transitions. Uh, My guy is Duke Johnson for 4,600. He plays the Cincinnati Bengals. Duke Johnson silently has 184 total yards and a touchdown over the last two weeks. And and nine of those were catches. Nine nine of his touches were catches. It makes it it gives him that capable ten to twenty points any week in fan ball scoring. And Cincinnati's been torched by running backs this year. Um or at least in the last two games, they've allowed 125 total yards uh to running backs. So I don't know, I just I just feel Duke Johnson at forty six hundred. It, it's a perfect matchup for him. And it's it's a super safe floor because he's had at least five targets every single game. You know, there's no, you know, I, I'm driving the Isaiah Crowell bus. I have all preseason. It's it's getting pretty lonely. A lot of room. <laughs> we have plenty of seats. You uh, just dropped off the, the last right. couple of kids. And, yeah, <laughs> dropped off a co game now. Flying solo. But um, even I have Duke Johnson ranked higher this week. I still think that Crowell bounces back, but he's not going to be what I thought he was going to be because Duke Johnson is taking a much bigger bite than what I thought he was because he's been more effective than I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really been an effective pass catching back. And that's really one place, as, as you mentioned, that the Bengals defense can be exploited. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. I'll start with my guy quickly here. Um, Paul quickly. Richardson. Yeah. Quickly. Quickly. Uh, Paul Richardson. He's second on, Second on the Seattle Seahawks in targets. He goes up against the Colts this week, as we've already mentioned, talking about Chris Carson. Uh, He's at home. He's averaged 9.9 fantasy points per game. And the Colts defense have allowed six different receivers over 50 yards or a touchdown this week. All of those six had eight over eight fantasy points. I feel like, like his worst possible scenario is eight or nine fantasy points and his best possible scenario is scoring and even upping that, uh, his price is 4,000. That's, that's just, that's just a beautiful price for, for a guy that leads the or is second in the Seahawks in targets. Yeah. I think his competition is Chris Carson. Chris Car- I mean, yeah. it really just depends game on how exactly on, on how this game flow goes. And, uh, right. and even if it does play out where it's a, a heavy, 
uh, running game for the Seahawks. I think Richardson, like you mentioned, does enough. He's targeted enough, and that defense is soft enough that uh, for four grand, he's going to um, he's going to return value on your investment. Yep. Who do you got, John? Well, I'm going to go with Richard Matthews. Probably the last time we'll be able to mention him as a, a value guy. How is that price still under six thousand? It's still fifty nine hundred. He's been the Titans' most productive receiver thus far. He's got their top two games and three of their top four best performances of the season. Eric Decker just quite hasn't quite meshed yet with uh, Marcus Mariota. Corey Davis has been battling that injury. Um, and this is a team that Richard Matthews knows well. Last year he had 196 yards and a touchdown in the two-game series with the with the Texans. Um, he's got a decent matchup. It, it'll be competitive with Marcus Burley, but uh, that's hardly an untenable matchup. So um, if you're looking at those Titans receivers, I think Matthews is the way to go. And I think there's enough floor there, enough reliable floor, that for 5,900, it's a safe investment too. I'm 100% with you. Love Matthews this week. I think Decker's an interesting uh, uh, contrarian play. And the Texans, sneakily, the, the vaunted Texas defense, have allowed four different receivers over 60 yards and four touchdowns. Well, they've been battling the two some, weeks. some cornerback injuries, yeah. so there's been some, you know, some shakeup in that defense. And to be quite honest, we've seen splash plays from Clowney and, and we've heard J.J. Watt's name, but they really haven't been applying the pressure maybe yep. that we thought they would. Jay, who's your guy? Let's go with Devin Funches uh, at $3,800. I think we did this last week, but yep. here's the deal. There's precedent for this. Uh, take it from the Cam Newton perspective. I know the, the rankings for each team change every single week, but the Panthers have fortuitously drawn the NFL's worst pass defense on back-to-back NFL Sundays. Yep. Okay, They laid an egg last week in Carolina, but keep in mind – uh, Kelvin Benjamin got er- hurt early. Greg Olson was out. So basically they had to go with basically on the fly and things like that, and things didn't work out well. That's good, uh, though. That's where Funches got his yeah, numbers. That's where the low number comes <laughs> in. Uh, keep in mind, Funches is still among the receivers at Carolina. It's not a great group, but among the receivers, he's clearly the targets leader, uh, reception leader, things like that. So I still believe in him at, at, at that price, I should say. Yep. If it was 4800 I wouldn't even look the other way. But you cannot go against – back-to-back horrible defenses and not show up. Otherwise, you're, you're just completely off the map after that. So Which this is, is kind of a awesome. you have one last chance to yes. prove yourself week. I like the way you phrase that. That's how I feel about Funches. You could say the same thing about Cam Newton. Yeah. I actually had people ask me this week, should I drop him altogether? Mm-hmm. That, that's a scary question. If he can't play against, uh, together against the Patriots, maybe. If not now, when? Yeah, exactly. You know? I and Funches didn't even – he had one catch for nine yards until – Five minutes left in the fourth quarter when Benjamin was out. Then he got, you know, then he got his yards. I think what you do is you keep Cam Newton around, and with all the eggs he lays, you make a heck of an omelet at the Boom. end of the season. I do nice. like omelets. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I like that call. I mean, if he doesn't put it together, I mean, he doesn't put it together. I, I'm not a Funches fan, but the price is there. The price is there. And the opportunity, like you said, the targets. I rarely, If you're thinking about how you put a lineup card construction, I should have brought this up when we were talking about running backs. I don't like putting a lot of money into running backs unless I know the guy's just got a number one matchup. Yeah. I like I, I like to nick I like to spend all my money on receivers so that flex spot is basically the last spot that I get to in a lineup is the flex. So mm. thirty eight hundred is pretty much yep. what I'm looking thirty eight to forty five hundred is what I'm looking to max out in the flex spot pretty much every time I fill up a card. Yep, and last week Funches had ten targets. If he gets ten targets of the against the Patriots, he might miraculously catch three of them or four of them. Hey, now, so <laughs> see that is a problem with me. I'm a big proponent of 
catch-to-target ratio. So when you have a target catch-to-target ratio of under 50%, you're a waste of t- you're, that's you're killing me. Yep. And so it's, that's basically Funchess. Uh, it's rough. But then again, it's also Des Bryant. So uh, there are exceptions to every rule. That sets up uh, uh, you can transfer the joke from baseball over to football. What do uh, 100 targets to Devin Funchess and Joseph Heller have in common? <laughs> what? Catch 22. Uh, nice. Nice. All right. Let's I'll be go. here all week. Thank I you thought very you much. were going to do like a Tip baseball analogy. Steph you know, kindly. they always say in baseball, if you get three hits out of every ten bats, you're an all star. Yeah. Well, if you're <laughs> if you catch every ten three balls of every ten targets, you're Devin Funches. <laughs> oh, I like go. that. I like nice. that. Nice. All right. Little dropping little baseball with our twins in the postseason. <laughs> nice. I like it. Nice. All right. Uh, it's a good thing this podcast is coming out today because yeah, we could be out of, out of the playoffs <laughs> by tomorrow. Oh boy. Okay. Wow. Boom. Who's your tight end, Jay? I've got Charles Clay at $4,800. Um, he's a top 10 pick with me. The one thing that really sold it is the Falcons have yielded the most receiving targets to any opposing tight end, 32 on the year. There are some teams that have only yielded like 10 or 11 targets through three games, and the Falcons have tripled that. So I don't like to spend 4800 typically on a tight end, but Charles Clay is the exception to the rule. He's absolutely worth it. I, I've talked about him every week. He has scored six out of the last seven weeks, and over the la- that seven-week span, he's tight end two in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. That's unreal. I love that call. Absolutely love that call. John, who's your guy? Well, last week, the mighty Browns defense rose up and thwarted Jack Doyle, much to the chagrin <laughs> of, of most of uh, on staff. Jacoby was two rushing touchdowns. You could argue that Doyle was the primary receiver on both of those plays because he was on, he was on the same side of the field. Yeah. That's how frustrating fantasy can yeah. be. You know? Oh, it is. You're right. So maybe Andy Dalton not, not quite as fast uh, this week. And with Tyler Eifert shockingly stunned development that He's Tyler out. Eifert is hurt and Tyler not playing Eifert this week. Weird. I'm going bottom of the barrel, dumpster diving three grand on Tyler Croft. I had three catches for 28 yards uh, last week against Green Bay. Croft, Joe Mixon, and A.J. Green were the only Bengals to have at least three catches. So he's in the mix. And we go back to that Browns defense. They're bottom five against opposing tight ends mm-hmm. in targets, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns allowed across the board. Um, I'm going to spend up everywhere else in my lineup. I'm saving that last three grand for Tyler Croft, who I have as, my, as a top 12 Fantasy tight end wow. this week for three grand, John. That's not a bad price. I mean, I mean, that's bottom bottom of the barrel. I th- I think it's kind of risky. <laughs> Wait, why not? Live but, on. I'm living on the edge with Tyler Croft. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, our final value play this week at tight end is my guy Cameron Brait. Um, he led the NFL in touchdowns last year, and he has none this year yet. The, his opponent, the Giants, have allowed a touchdown every single week, and they've allowed a in fact, four straight weeks, and they've allowed a touchdown in six of their last nine games. Uh, it, it's just it's just a perfect scenario for Bray to get his first touchdown of the year. Uh, also, uh, I, I'm predicting Bray to to be a top ten fantasy tight end. Nice. Yep. I mean, Jason Witten, Eric Ebron, and Zach Ertz all scored over fifteen points, fifteen fantasy points on Fanball against uh, the Giants. And they were all top 10, so why not Brait? I've got him as my number five tight end this week. There so I am, I am totally on board in 
making fantasy football braids again. There it is. $3,800 for braids. That's <laughs> that, for just $800 more than Tyler Croft. You can get a guy who, <laughs> who you're a little more secure in. I'm just kidding, John. I, I think that is a good call. It's Why not go call. both with the, uh, the tight end wide receiver Double flex? Tight, yep. You go with braid. Oh, I, I'd be fine. I'm going to leave this podcast and go build a lineup with braid and Croft and just stud out the rest of the lineup. You can go triple, take Brait, Croft, and Clay, and then just have pure studs wow. all across your I like lineup. It. I can't. The I NFL like needs to recruit somebody with the last name of Seals, so we could just do Seals and Croft. You know, oh, as why a, not? You know, nice summer breeze would be perfect <laughs> for these Minnesota winter. Makes me feel nice. <laughs> oh no no no! Going to the chat. No no, make it stop. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We've uh... yeah yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. So it's you can tell it's Friday afternoon, and and at least one of us has had uh, a beer or two. So we're gonna get on out of here. Not me. Thanks for listening. Uh, Follow John on Twitter at J2V. Follow Jay on Twitter at MIN underscore Jay Clemens. Follow me on Twitter at Scotchfish24. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.